Hello and welcome to another edition of the Victim Podcast. My name is Lamin Farida on today's program. Coming up, the Honorable Member for Serekunda West, Madi Sise, spoke to the Victim Podcast Aisatu Jame about the challenges and the human rights violations he encountered during Jame's 22 years tyranny. It will only take somebody to feel it and understand it better if you had lost a son due to the injustices that we are here for the past 22 years. It will only be somebody who can understand it if you have lost a husband to the Jami regime or you lost a father to the Jami regime. And these are many. The kinds are many. People who lost their children, people who lost their husbands, their fathers. You name them. And no amount of justice will bring those people back Following the TRRC final report and recommendation that was sent to the President, His Excellency Adama Barrow, in 2021, what advice does Madisisi has for the government of the Gambia? What can really make people at least to feel a little better is for justice to be established. The truth is already established. Now what we want is the TRRC has established the truth. What government should do now is to make sure that the recommendations are implemented to the letter would be the message for government. If they do that, then the cycle of the TRRC is completed. If they fail to do that, the wounds are still open and there will be a potential chance of um, getting this country into trouble. Because like I said, justice is peace and no justice is, is, is not peace. With these and a lot more you will hear in the program today, our special guest, Honorable Madi Cisse. This is the Victim Podcast. Welcome back to the Victim Podcast. My name is Lamin Fadera on today's episode. In case you are listening to the podcast for the first time, welcome on board. Don't forget the main objective of the Victim Podcast is to raise awareness about the transitional justice period beyond the work of the TRRC and highlight the importance of implementing the recommendations of the TRRC's report. This podcast will create a platform for victims, civil society organizations, and NGOs to ensure co-raise awareness of the non-recurrence of human rights violations and the Never Again campaign is achieved in the form of a podcast. You can follow the Victim Podcast on Twitter, Facebook, or better still, on Instagram. Don't forget to like our page on our various platforms. Let's begin the show and talk to Honorable Madi Sise, who was a victim of human rights violations. He spoke to the victim podcast Aizar Jame on the importance of the implementations of the TRRC's report and recommendation. Here comes Aizar Jame with Honorable Madi Sise. I'm Honorable Madi Sise of Serekunda West, and um, this is my second time in the National Assembly. I'm also the chairperson of the Human Rights and Constitutional Matters Committee, which is a standing committee in the National Assembly, meaning that uh, this committee will stay forever. It's unlike a select committee, which is, is, is created and then can, can, can be taken off. But the standing committee, the importance of the standing committee is so high that it has to be there. Thank you, Honorable C. Sake, for coming on the show to have this discussion, this very important discussion on the 
the the government's white paper. We've seen the country have been through a transitional justice process. We've seen that um, after the TRC, there was recommendations made by the TRC. And after that, on the 25th of May, the government of the Gambia has released a white paper, uh, which is due for implementation. And as somebody who sits um, in that standing committee, which is very important, crucial to the to the Gambia as a nation because Gambia had been through gruesome human rights violations. And I think this is something that your committee would be key to ensure that these recommendations are implemented. So how does it work? Like how, what are you guys preparing um, to see that this um, white paper have passed and then it's been fully and comprehensively implemented? Thank you very much for that question. Um, the report of the TRRC, which was submitted uh, almost a year ago to the president, and the uh, government has come up with a white paper, we've seen that. Actually, the white paper is only to demonstrate the position of the government on a particular issue that the committee is, is set on. And for me personally, before I come to what we can do as far as the implementation is concerned, I want to express my dissatisfaction that the space that the implementation is going on seems to be too slow for me because uh, the TRRC was set up two years. It runs for two years. So government should have anticipated some of the outcomes and put in certain things in place so that once the report is uh, tabled to the president, government should be able to act immediately. But the kind of actions we've seen now, for me, like I said, the space is too slow. Uh, we've seen government acting by suspending some people. And when we confronted the justice minister as to that kind of a slow space, they said the, the, the recommendation of the TRRC is not binding. But uh, so therefore, but the government is willing to implement it. So in the process of implementation, where they recommend some, some people to be sacked, they will do the suspensions and do their needful uh, work so that in turn, government also would not be found wanting by um, wrongful dismissals. But nonetheless, like I said, I'm not happy with this piece. The reparation should come. The bill is still in process. But as to what we, our role is as a committee, yes, our role is connected to every human rights violations. And this is really one of the crucial things that we will be taking on board. But there is a body that is responsible to look at the implementation of the report and the white paper. And that is the National Human Rights Commission, which was set up by an act of parliament. But my committee has an oversight function of the National Human Rights Commission. So our role would be exercised over the National Human Rights Commission to see how far are they in the following and process of the implementers because they are the ones that are mandated by the law to make sure that these things are implemented. So we will exercise that oversight function over them to see how far they have gone and we will always put our observations to them. And in some cases we can dictate to say that we want this thing to happen because uh, these are things that really the job was well done. It was two years. 
So we know who is a victim. Uh, what the recommendations are, we all know that. So it's just really for government to implement it. Thank you very much, uh, Mr. Sise. Um, I think, Honorable Sise, um, you've um, touched on a very important point, which is the those that were being released from, from their jobs. Well, because the TRC had recommended that. But um, sometimes back, I could remember um, we had, um, I've had some, um, I think in a fora where some victims and some of some of stakeholders made mention that they've heard that these people have been relieved from their from their jobs. But I um, I heard that not every one of them that were recommended um, to be suspended were suspended. It was like a cherry pick. It was like a pick and choose of those. Um, I think um, they feel should be should be uh, suspended because uh, we've got complaints that they still people that were been recommended for suspension and are still um, in their same positions that they they were holding. And I think this process as a standing committee of the the um, the Select Committee on Human Rights at the National Assembly, like you said, you work with the National Human Rights Commission and then other partners as well that are working on transitional justice. So I think these things should have gone through your your um your committee uh, together with the National Human Rights Commission for it to go through a very transparent process because um, even most of the people that are working on transitional justice have had it maybe on the media. Like it's not that much visible. Um, you don't get to see the, the people that have been suspended, though you just hear from hearsay that these are actually the people that were suspended. But I know that people know we still have people that were recommended to be suspended and are still holding those positions in in office. Well, I, I can assure you, as as uh, as chairperson of the committee, mm-hmm. uh, the committee, like I said, we we do not work with the National Human Rights Council, but we exercise oversight functions over them. So what that means is we can walk into their office or invite them and then ask them questions pertaining to the implementation of the white paper. And uh, right now, the, the House is on a session, and that session will end in a couple of weeks' time. By the 23rd, I think they are around, we will end the session. And normally during the sessions, committees do not carry on their functions. We concentrate on the sessions. As soon as the session finishes, um, one of the activities that the Human Rights Committee is going to take on is to engage the National Human Rights Commission so that we look at the level of the implementation. Just uh, just uh, when we concluded our visit in the police stations and the prisons, we put everything on the table. We make sure that everything is on the media. And immediately after the session also, we are going to take up this uh, government's white paper thing and look at the implementation. Because really we need justice but we don't need a selective justice. If the recommendation is X, Y, and Z should be released from their job, it should not only release X and leave Y and Z. So the committee will take up that, and normally before we go on such exercises, we do our own research, have our facts, and then we go for consultations and see correct things that are supposed to be corrected. Uh, I can assure you the committee will do all just according to our name. We are a human rights committee, and we really want uh, human rights issues to be dealt with clearly. There must be justice. If there are no justice, uh, that means the country will just plunge, it, plunge into chaos. But once I am wrong, 
and that is justice, then I'm satisfied. But if somebody is wronged and no justice has taken place, the person will just take the law into their own hands. And this is what the committee will try to avoid. But we'll do everything possible to gauge the level of implementation of the white paper. And everybody will know about it because we don't put things under the carpet. Thank you, um, Honorable Cisse. Um, I think your role as a committee is very it's very crucial because um, most of the time the national people would say even in platforms we would say the national assembly are the ones that we're looking forward to to make sure the right thing is done in terms of um, the gruesome human rights violation that happened in the Gambia because we all know that even the reparations bill will come to you um, for you to look at and also to to pass it, right? Um, so, and I think also your role as a National Assembly and then somebody who had been um, been there for, for like two terms now and as well a victim of human rights violations and, you know, you know how it feels um, to be a victim and then how it has affected your life as a person. So what does um, justice really means to you? Because most of the time you hear people saying that um, let's just forget forget about these things and move on. And most of when I whenever I hear these things, I'll say, "Who he who feels it knows it." And then most of the time they don't get to understand these things. But then I, I also want to hear from you. What does justice really means to you? If we are serious about um, implementing the, the recommendations made by the TRC um, as a country to also ensure that there's a never again in the country. Um, can you please tell the people that are listening as a National Assembly member and an indirect and a victim as well, what really just what does justice really means to you and the importance of never again in the Gambia? Uh, thank you very much, Aisa. Justice is something that can bring peace. If there is no justice, the rest are sure that you can get into chaos. You can get in a situation that would be very unpleasant. If somebody is, if somebody's right is being trampled on and he or she has no justice, the person becomes an angry man, an angry person. And the next thing is out of frustration, the person will take the law into his or her own hands because there was no justice when her or his right is trampled on. You see, we cannot move, we cannot forget and just move on like that. After what we have gone through, uh, I am a victim, like you know, I've lost my son, I've got myself arrested and tortured at the, at the National Intelligence Agency's premises for more than three times in three weeks. So we cannot forget and move on like that. We have to establish the truth first, then justice, then we move on. So those who are saying we just move on, forget about things, are people who do not really feel it. Uh, the best thing that this government should do, because the, the TRRC is a creation of this system, the terrorism is the creation of this government. Therefore, the reports should be treated with utmost urgency. The space that the implementation, the implementation of the white paper is taking is low. And government has all chances to, 
to add the speed. Justice must be established before people can forget and move on. And justice means peace. Lack of justice is the opposite. Thank you very much, um, Honorable Cisse. Um, I think that is very powerful um, when you say justice means peace because um, you understand it in that way. And I also uh, understand it that when there is no justice, there would be no peace. Um, but also um, maybe a lot of people might not see it this way. Um, and I think also as a country, um, we all know what had happened in the Gambia. And, you know, you cannot even, if you're, if you're being a victim or you've been targeted, sometimes even your family members would run away from you. We've all seen these things happening. And then we were now in a democratic society, in a de democratic Gambia. And I think um, for us to ensure that we maintain these things, to maintain where we are as a country, we need to ensure we have justice and accountability. We need to make sure that the rule of law is intact. We need to make sure that you know, for us to attain never again, all of these things need to, you, you spoke about the truth. The truth has been established. Now um, we are on the implement, we are on the phases to implement the government's white paper. And you've also spoke about the importance, how important it is for government to implement this um, government's white paper. So generally, what is going to be your last word um, in relation to the implementation of the white paper? And also what are you going to tell Gambians who maybe have like a some form of misconception about these processes and sometimes even um, be shaming the victims that have been through gruesome human rights violations and selling them just to just suck it up and move on and forget about, you know, getting jammed to justice or, you know, fighting against um, the alleged perpetrators that have been mentioned and ha have been heard at the Truth and Reconciliation Co um, Commission. Thank you. Um, thank you very much. Um, what I would, um, the message I would send would be um, one to the government and the other to the people of the Gambia. My message to the government is, uh, it is this very government that has created the TRRC. And the TRRC has done their investigations and interrogations live, everybody, for, the past, for two years People know the truth. People know how um, people's rights were really trampled on. Uh, it will only take somebody to feel it and understand it better if you had lost a son due to the injustices that were here for the past 22 years. It will only be somebody who can understand it if you have lost a husband to the Jami regime or you lost a father to the Jaime regime. And these are many. The kinds are many. People who lost their children, people who lost their husbands, their fathers. You name them. And no amount of justice will bring those people back to life. But what can conceal, what can really make people at least to feel a little better is for justice to be established. The truth is already established. Now, what we want is the terrorist has established the truth. What governments should do now is to make sure that the recommendations are implemented to the letter. That would be the message for government. If they do that, 
then the cycle of the TRRC is completed. If they fail to do that, the wounds are still opened. And we will be, there will be a potential, potential chance of um, getting this country into trouble. Because like I said, justice is peace and no justice is, is, is not peace. So my message to government is to make sure that the TRRC recommendations and the white paper that they have, even they themselves have come up with, to fastingly implement those to the letter. And for the ordinary Gambians to cease tormenting people who already suffered from brutalities. And the only way we can do that is to sympathize with the victims and help the situation. I am part of the victims. I can forgive, but I will only forgive if justice is established. I can forgive, but I can never forget. It's not possible to forget your loved one that is killed. But you can forgive. And that is what every victim is prepared to do. But pending that there is justice. So my message to the general population is to help the situation so that uh, the country can come back and be the shame. So that what had happened from 1994 to 2016 will never happen again. Like the slogan says, never again. Gambians will never want this thing to happen again. And the only way we can do that is for both the society and the government to act. And then there will be peace. Thank you very much, um, Honorable Cissé. Um, it was indeed a pleasure um, to have you on the show to share your experience. And as the chairman of the National Human Rights uh, Committee of the National Assembly, um, to basically talk about the importance of implementing the, the government's white paper recommendations made by the, the Truth, Reconciliation and Operations Commission. Thank you again um, for giving us the time and opportunity to speak to you and um, we would also like to say um, sorry for what happened to you as a victim of human rights violations. And we know that um, you and your family, um, like we've mentioned, um, you know how it feels. And we are in solidarity with you and with other victims of human rights violations that have been through gruesome human rights violations in the Gambia. And thank you again for the opportunity for us to speak to you. I know you're a very busy man as honorable, but you've created time to speak to us on this uh, podcast show. Thank you again. Well, listeners, this is all we have for today's program. Don't forget to subscribe on our various social media platform on Facebook, The Victim Podcast, on Instagram, The Victim Podcast, and on Twitter, The Victim Podcast. You can also like our page and follow it as well. Well, this is all we have for today's show. Until we come on your way on another episode, have a nice day, stay in peace.